Hello, you are listening to Homilies from Newman University Church, founded by St. John Henry Newman and the home of the Notre Dame Newman Center for Faith and Reason. I did my theology in Berkeley, California, and uh, enjoyed three, three, actually five years in the Bay Area. But while I was there, I encountered for the first time something that uh, had never occurred where I grew up, which was the effects of a severe drought. And in the late 1980s, the Bay Area experienced a drought, which they have every few years, and we went into water restrictions. And at the time, that simply meant that once a family or a household unit had reached a certain amount of water used per day, on that day, any water beyond that got charged at almost the triple the normal rate. And this was the way that the local government kept water usage down. And so for the first time in my life, uh, I was asked to be mindful of it. And in my house uh, formation, there were six seminarians in our little house with two priests. And we discussed this on several levels. One is the strictly monetary level. Don't waste water. We don't have the money. But more importantly, we moved into what really became, for the first time in my life, a sense of a spiritual responsibility, a spiritual reckoning with what our needs were, what the capacity of the the local water supply was, and a sense of my responsibility to the the community, but also to all of creation. One of the things that I learned in that season of drought is a fact that sticks with me to this day, and I think of it almost every day when I shave. I'd read in the San Francisco Chronicle one morning that if one ran the water, if one shaved with cream and a blade, if one runs the water during that period of time, one uses about 12 gallons of water. If one fills the basin, one uses less than one gallon of water. It doesn't seem like a big deal, especially when one has lots of water. But in a world facing a water shortage, where we know with rising sea levels and even the exchange of seawater coming deeper into some of our groundwater, with just ongoing droughts in certain areas where major cities like in the United States are built in deserts without water. Water politics but, and the need for water and clean water, potable water, is a ongoing concern. And it's a concern that will deepen as we look at the fact that especially poor people, indigenous peoples in certain areas, are having a harder and harder time simply getting the most vital stuff of life. And what struck me for the first time when I was in theology was that these aren't just simply ecological concerns. These aren't simply political concerns. These are moral and religious and spiritual concerns. And that's exactly what Pope Francis, building on the statements of his predecessors, especially John Paul II and Benedict, but Pope Francis 
was driving at when he published Laudato Si five years ago. He wanted to issue a wake-up call to the world's Catholics and to the world's Christians, and in fact, to all the world. A wake-up call about what so many other people were speaking about, the overusage of natural resources, the sometimes unfair distribution of them, the impact human activity was having on our world and on our climate. But he wanted to, to speak of it in a different way, to speak of it as not simply a social concern in terms of its, the impact all of these things were having on our world, but as a religious concern that men and women of faith must em embrace and approach these issues from a perspective of faith, and one that our faith has something to tell us about. This year on September 1st, when Pope Francis issued his annual letter, his message on the World Day of Prayer for the care of creation and the season of creation for the year, he announced that the theme for the year, chosen not just by the Catholic Church, but by the extended ecumenical community, was Jubilee for the Earth. A Jubilee in the Old Testament was a fascinating period of time. It was a year that came after seven sevens. So if the, a week is guided by seven days where we take a Sabbath on the seventh day, and that each seven years there was also a bit of a Sabbath, when there were seven Sabbath weeks, when 49 years had passed, the 50th year was a jubilee year, and it was intended to be a reset, a chance for all of creation to rest, and all of society itself to rebuild itself, to recalibrate itself. It was a year to slow down, to let fields lie fallow, to allow those people who were heavily indebted to go free, and to reset all of society, put it better in union with the fullness of creation and reset creation itself to the way God intended it. And so this year, on the 50th anniversary of the first celebration of Earth Day, the Christian churches have decided this is a jubilee for the Earth Year. And the Pope himself, on the fifth anniversary of Laudato Si, has created this whole year as a year to reflect on and think about the issues raised in that document, but also our essential oneness, our unity with all of creation, with the earth around us. I remember that first Earth Day 50 years ago in my little town in western Massachusetts, people took this opportunity to say it's time to do some cleaning up. And like many American towns and cities at the time, we had a litter problem. People regularly threw things out of car windows as they drove. Uh, streets had trash in them. And it was the beginning of a movement in our country that we chose to do something about it. There were TV commercials, uh, popular uh, images that still rise to mind in people my age is of a Native American looking out over a trash-filled landscape and crying. 
because this is not what we had encountered. And in fact, one of the things I, and not necessarily a huge thing, one of the things that we as Americans can be proud of is that we no longer have a regular litter problem, that a collective mentality arose that said, it's not okay. I remember walking the street, the, 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 the byways and picking up trash every year for years, but that effort still goes on, but what we pick up is much less because people have a different consciousness about the need to maintain a, a clean environment to do well by that which we've been given by God. Holy Scriptures say that a Jubilee year is a year to remember, to return, to rest, to restore, and to rejoice. And in his message this year for World Day of Prayer, the Pope talks about each of those images, a time to remember. He's calling each and every one of us to reflect that creation's ultimate destiny is to enter into God's eternal Sabbath, that all of creation, not just humanity, is called into the fullness of the end times, and that we are called to exist and flourish as a community of love, not just as human beings, but all of us together with all of the created world. We exist only in relationships with God the Creator, with our brothers and sisters, but also with all of God's creatures in this, our common home. He wrote five years ago, everything is related and we human beings are united as brothers and sisters on a wonderful pilgrimage, woven together by the love God has for each of his creatures, and which also unites us in fond affection with brother sun, sister moon, brother river, and mother earth. References back to St. Francis himself. He writes also that every, we must remember that everything is interconnected and that genuine care for our own lives and our relationships with nature is inseparable from fraternity, justice, and faithfulness to others. A time to return, it's a time to turn back in repentance. We've broken the bonds of relationship with the Creator. We've broken our bonds with our fellow human beings. We've broken our bonds with the rest of creation, and we need to heal those damaged relationships. We need to heal our relationship with God. We cannot live in harmony with creation, he writes, if we are not at peace with the Creator, who is the source and origin of all things. He cites Pope Benedict as saying, quite harshly, the brutal consumption of creation begins where God is missing in our lives, where matter has become simply material for us where we ourselves are the ultimate measure, where everything is simply our property. We're called to look at our relationship with the created world and to repent where we have done wrong. This should lead us to a deeper and fuller understanding of our responsibility to the poor and the vulnerable so that we might help set them free, especially those who are engaged or involved and taken up in the trafficking of human persons and unjust child labor.
We're called to listen once more in this moment of repentance to the land itself. The soil, Adama, from which humanity is made, Adam. We're called to hear the voice of creation calling us to return to our rightful place in the natural created order and to remember our, our part as an interconnected web. The disintegration of biodiversity, the Pope writes, spiraling climate disasters, an unjust impact of the current pandemic on the poor and the vulnerable, all of these are a wake-up call for us in the face of our greed and consumption. Hopefully this repentance will turn us back to be more fully attuned to the rhythms of the created world. We're called in a jubilee year to a time of rest. God set aside the Sabbath so that the land and its inhabitants could rest. Our way of life is pushing the planet beyond its limits. Our constant demand for growth and an endless cycle of production and consumption are exhausting our world. Creation is groaning to cite the Psalms. In a jubilee, God's people are invited to rest from our labors, to let the land heal and the earth repair. We're called to consume less than we normally would. Today, we must find just and sustainable ways of living that can give the earth its rest without destroying ecosystems and yet leaving everyone with a sense of what they need. Hopefully this pandemic, the Pope tells us, leads us to a rediscovered simpler and sustainable life, gives us a chance to slow down and to develop new ways of living. We already see how the earth has recovered. The air is cleaner, water is clearer, animals have returned to many places where they had previously disappeared, and one can see funny YouTube videos of sheep walking through villages where they weren't of coyotes running down streets in America. We're at a crossroads. We must use this decisive moment to end our superfluous and destructive goals and activities. We must examine our habits of energy usage and consumption. We must eliminate the superfluous and destructive aspects of our economies so that we can lead us to a time of restoration where the original harmony of creation is brought back and we healed our strained human relationships as well. We establish equitable social relationships. We pay attention to the unfair impact northern consumption has had on the southern global hemisphere, the plundering of resources and the dumping of our own chemical wastes. It's time for restoration, the Pope writes, time to cancel debts that cripple the South. We also must restore the land. He calls us to listen to the voice of the young here. He has some specific recommendations coming from scientists around the world about how we must limit the global average temperature rising. We must also move towards intergenerational and intragenerational unity. We must pay attention to biodiversity and its restoration and to make sure that we don't continue to lose plants and the animals and species that are right, good and right in and of themselves, but also 
might help serve our own saving us someday. He calls us to rejoice. In a jubilee, we must continually remember who we are before God and rejoice in all God has given us. We must rejoice over the gift we've been given in the earth and all people who live in it. We must rejoice over the, how the Holy Spirit is already active in our world and calling people to a greater sense of unity. We must rejoice in how we see young people and communities on the front line responding to the ecological crises in their own world. We must rejoice in the new beginnings that are always offered to us by our Heavenly Father. Here is a parish community. We're called to continue to grow in the awareness that we all live in a common home as members of a single family. We're called to remember our unity with one another and with the poor, both here in the city of Dublin and around the world. We're called to slow down, to rest, to repent, and to rejoice, and all of those things that the Pope asks us to do in this year. We're going to celebrate for the next few weeks the season of creation with the rest of the church. We heard a beautiful new hymn that Steve wrote for us as a meditation before uh, Mass began. We'll, begin, we'll continue to hear aspects and different verses of that over the next few weeks. But during the course of the year as well, we hope to focus more on some of the issues facing us, issues raised by Laudato Si. The very beginning, we will, in, the, in a week or so, announce an opportunity to reread that document collectively. It'll probably be online and do a discussion over several weeks. We hope and plan, or planning right now, a audiovisual prayer service that will focus on the beauty of creation and the needs before us in the modern world. Later in the fall, we'll have a discussion on the Irish government's uh, proposals for climate change and how they might affect us individually. We also hope later on in the spring to bring together um, people to talk about what big business can do and how those businesses that are responsive to climate needs are actually fundamentally changing the way certain businesses operate. We hope also to look at Irish culture, the, the way Irish people are always attuned to the environment in a beautiful way, and have uh, some reflections on the spirituality of the earth, especially things like holy wells and even some parish walks to see some of the holy wells of Dublin and to get in touch with our own environment. Those are all heady and intellectual things, but we also need to be mindful of what each and any one of us could do. Some things are simple. Don't run water when you're brushing your teeth. Be mindful of the sink and don't run it as you're cooking. Be aware that it might be easier to walk rather than drive or even take a bus. And if need be, take a moment to appreciate creation itself, to go outside, to walk through Ivy Garden or a nearby park, to 
stop and look at flowers as they bloom, to celebrate with St. Francis and all the saints the beauty of God's creation that has been given to us, and to recognize that we are at a crucial moment in the history of the world, and the issue is as spiritual and religious as it is anything, and that we have a fundamental responsibility to react to the needs of our, our world, to the needs of our world community, and that each and every effort begins in little ways here at home.